0: free video of rapport building and touching during the listing presentation yes the right way to touch and the wrong way to touch discover how 8 top agents from around the world get sellers to instantly like them while eliminating the competition go to hybendigital.com backslash rebus that's hybendigital.com backslash rebus R e b u s okay rockstar nation we have a great guest coming out of edmonton alberta today i have kathy schmidt from schmidt realty and she has a teamerage a a large teamerage out there and if you don't know what a -a teamerage is because i didn't know what it was it is a mix between a team and what kathy
1: well, it's a, we're a brokerage like any other brokerage, but we don't have any independent agents. So everybody in the brokerage is team in the true sense of when you think of a real estate team. So basically, we're a team that broke off, went solo, and we have an independent brokerage for our team. And we've nicknamed it a -er teamerage.
0: I love that. I love that. So she has a -er teamerage and she's making things happen out there and I'm glad to get her on the show. So thank you, Kathy, for coming on. Why don't you just give everybody a little rundown on a couple of things that I may not have mentioned so far so they could get to know you better.
1: Well, sure. Um, I'm not sure what people would want to know other than maybe how long I've been in business. Um, I've been in real estate for 23 years. I can't quite believe that, Um, this September. Um, My background is I'm actually a a CPA. I hadn't sold a thing before I got into real estate. Didn't know any realtors, had no one pull me in. Uh, Just got into it thinking that it's a business that I'm fascinated by. I love the, the personal aspect of it. I love the fact that it was about helping people realize their dreams. I love the fact that there is a lot of variety. And to me, there was a lot of upside to try and do it, maybe, you know, in a new way or better than it's been done in some other ways. And I just set about um, setting, a really setting the bar and trying to raise the bar in the industry and uh, making myself, I guess, my biggest critic and hold myself accountable to that standard. And really just started out working as a solo agent, ended up then in a partnership for a number of years that, you know, worked well and ran its course. And uh, then ended up building up a team. And over a period of time, really Pat, you know, you and I both know that a confused consumer doesn't make doesn't make choices. And at some point we started hearing from consumers. They weren't sure if they were hiring our franchise name, um, which at the time was realty executives, or if they were hiring this Schmidt team. And I realized then that I'd probably waited too long to make the break. And so we decided to go completely independent and I think that's where my CPA business background came in and was really able to be helpful so we set up our own independent brokerage in 2007 so we're coming up on our 10 years which is great and we've been through a lot of changes and transitions through that uh, some ups and downs and fun times challenges ex- and exciting times but uh, I will tell you this in 23 years I've never been bored and I was bored a lot when I was working in pure accounting let me tell you I was not <laughs> made for a cubicle it was just it's not <laughs> for me so, so I've never been bored. I prayed for boredom once or twice in this business, but I've never been bored.
0: <laughs> so well, give us some numbers. Like how many houses did you sell last year?
1: Well, last year was actually a bit of a different year. We only did 162, and that's a, that's a low number for us. Our high year was 2012 at 271 and we're on target this year for about 240. Um, We went through a real transition in the last couple of years, Pat, and it's been really interesting. You know, um, when one or two people move off your team, that's kind of normal, that's just life. Maybe people get out of real estate, they decide to do something different. Maybe one team member or two decide to spread their wings and do their own thing. Maybe your office manager moves on after a number of years. But when that all happens in a short period of time, it's pretty interesting, and that's kind of what happened to us. We had a couple of our, of our realtors get out of real estate completely, just decide they wanted to do something different. Uh, we had a few decide they wanted to sort of spread their wings and, and uh, fly solo and you know, God bless them and, I, and that's all good and we're all still friends. Um, our office manager of 13 years just was itching to do something different and uh, so she very respectfully moved on to something and right about that time our other office, office staff um, left on maternity leave and here in Canada, that's for a year so we were we were left with a smaller team, and uh, really, you know, on um, our core experienced staff stepping out. So it was really interesting, and I guess I don't know if you've heard this, but uh, a buffalo, when they have a storm coming, they turn and face it, and I think you know, um, I know you're someone who faces things head on in life and loves a challenge. So I looked at this and I thought, well, I can either you know feel sorry for myself and think, wow, that's too much all at once. Or I can say, you know what, I've got a great opportunity here to sort of hit restart and to look at my business literally line by line, roll by roll, and make sure we're doing everything as well as we can do it, shift things up if if there's things we can do better. And I sat back and I looked at our business model and I made it sweeter for recruiting, sweeter for retention, and shifted it up to more of a growth model. Um, refined the roles on my admin team, really clarified that a lot. And um, as a result, we're really now on a great trajectory.
0: Okay. So let me, let me stop you there so we can get some specifics and kind of learn from this. What did you do to make it a better teamerage or a better team (laughs) or brokerage or whatever, whatever it is, what did you do to make it better for retention and recruiting?
1: Well, that really had to do with redoing the business model, you know, the more people I talk to- But like to,
0: specifically, like yeah. what, what specifically did you do, to the splits, that sort yeah, of thing? I,
1: imp- I improved splits, put in some more levels for them to achieve earlier. Um, so that was a really big thing and set it up so that even if I've got someone doing high production, it's a win-win. By the time they get to that high production, they've contributed sufficiently to the team that it's very fair and profitable for, for me and it's- So what's,
0: what's high production- what, what would you consider high production?
1: Yeah, of course, when we've got someone who's doing, and I wouldn't say high, but if we've got someone who's, you know, who's done their 18 deals, once they've done their 18 deals, they're still going to be paying into the brokerage. But really from there on, if they want to go and do 36, 50 deals, whatever they decide to do, they're they're really at that point, um, you know, at a very, very nice point where they're, they're pulling in, you know, a very, very high. So after
0: 18 deals, they go to like an 80, 20 split. Is that what you do?
1: No, they're actually at ninety ten.
0: Ninety ten. 90, 10. Okay. And, and before the 18 deals, where are they at?
1: Yeah. And I'm very transparent about that because it's not, it's not a secret. I'll, I'll chat with you yeah, sure. to know what we're doing. So, you know, it's very competitive here. I'll be very honest with you. It's very competitive here in terms of recruiting and hiring. Um, there are a lot of teams still on a 50, 50 split, but, um, what we're hearing chatting with people is, uh, it is quite competitive. There's a lot of a lot of brokerages out there that, you know, sort of charge you 200 bucks to have your license hang there and they don't do anything for you. So we've always been high service with our clients and we're the same with the realtors. So people starting with us, they start out on a 70-30 split, but they but that's after they've done their training and our training is really intense. So they pay another 10% while they're in training mode um, and I consider that their first 12 deals. So their first 12 deals are on a 70-30 split and then they move to eighty twenty, and once they hit 18, they're at 90-10. So really, they've paid in, they've contributed, you know, it's been a win-win, and uh, they're just, you know, it's gravy for them after that. We support them, they support us. And uh, the retention I think, is going to be stronger. I think we're going to have a, have a better results in terms of having people feel they 're really in a win win situation when they really start to do you know that steady higher those steady higher numbers. It also allows us Pat to um, have people on board who don't have an aspiration necessarily to do those high numbers. You know our team isn 't just about the bottom line; we really like to see some balance. everybody likes to take some time off and for for me we don 't have any part time realtors everybody is a full time realtor. But what means full-time means different things to different people at different seasons of their life. So for myself right now, I'm spending a bit more time driving back and forth to, um, to Saskatoon, which is not too far from here. My folks are downsizing into assisted living, and I just want to see them a bit more. So if I was a typical realtor, I'd be selling a little less this year, and that's cool. You know, we'll have people who have different yeah. seasons in their life that way. So it allows the realtors to really have a choice as to how much business they want to do and that's the other reason i decided to grow the team pat is when you've got a team of 10 people and life happens and, and is, is
0: that is that how many people you have on your team
1: we will have 17 as of this month we've got 17, another boot camp okay. starting yeah and my goal is to have 24 whoa, 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 on our team whoa, 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 by the end of the year
0: stop right there so what's you say oh we've got another boot camp so what what does that mean
1: Bootcamp. Well, our training program. I'm passionate about education. Um, I have a little saying, and that is that you know, real estate. My product is real estate, but my business is education. That's educating consumers, mm, I like educating that. realtors, and educating myself, frankly, because really that that is our role as, as as realtors. So you
0: like you start like how many like five new pledges or something uh, every year on your bootcamp and have them go right. through this pledge process right. to train.
1: Now, yeah, right now we're in a real growth mode. So I'm looking for three to four, and we're right now this year we're going to be running four boot camps. We did one in January um, with three people. We have just two starting in April, and we've already got people lining up for July and October. And it's an eight week intense boot camp, and then after that, there's another two months where they're certainly getting a lot more of extra attention. And then until they've done a certain number of transactions, we still consider them interns. And that's even if they come from another brokerage, because I want them to know how we do business. And then from there on, then they go into our regular, um, you know, sort of coaching and mentoring um, that's ongoing.
0: Wow. Okay. That's great. That's great. And, uh, and that lasts how long?
1: Boot camp's eight weeks and really eight weeks, they have something to do five days a week, every morning. And then Um, where do you find your
0: new agents?
1: Oh, you know, that's been really interesting, Pat. It's a great question. Um, I would say what we're seeing, we've always been a referral-based business for our clients, and increasingly we are referral-based for our realtors. Um, So we've had past clients end up approaching us. We've had um, other people in the business that our realtors know. But we've also been running realtor info sessions very successfully, and I don't know, you know, what the licensing um, process is like for people in other areas, you know, of, of North America. But for us, it's mainly now an online process, so people can be kind of at home in their little silo, um, getting their license and not have have really had any conversations about real estate and have not had their hands on a lot of contracts. They're getting all the legalities that they need to know, all the facts, but they're not being told how to run a business, how to work with clients, how to manage their time. So what we do is we run something on a Saturday morning, once a month called the realtor info session. And it's really all about what's it like to be a realtor because you can't find that out online. Every
0: Saturday morning,
1: Uh, once a month, once
0: once a a month, month. once a month, a realtor info session. What's it like to be a realtor? What's it like to be a real estate agent? And then you have people come and you kinda of give a speech what it's like to be a real estate agent. And if you're interested, you know, here's how you sign up to get your, you know, education. And and by the way, we'd love to have you on board for our next boot camp.
1: Yes, although at the very last bit, to be honest, and by the way, you know, there's a lot of different styles of brokerages. We're looking to grow, but we're not for everybody. We make it very clear we're looking for right fit. And we actually talk a little bit about some of the other brokerage models that we're aware of and explain how that might suit them better. We're not looking to grow just by numbers. We're looking to grow by the right fit. And I think that that genuine caring to see them find the right fit has really um, ended up serving us well also because certainly we do end up chatting with some people um, and we certainly have had recruits come from that. One of our April people came to a Realtor Info session not long ago. We hired another young lady last year who came to one two years prior.
0: Hmm. That's interesting. Okay. And so let's talk about this boot camp. So like you said, they have something new to do every day for eight weeks
1: yeah we have a real real lot of structure. I was teaching all the classes before, and my right hand uh, person, Sabrina, is my training manager. She also works with her own clients as well, but she shares my passion for teaching and education, so uh, we make a really, really good team and she teaches most of it now. But basically, I had developed about sixteen modules for training, um, everything from you know literally working with buyers, taking a buyer call, communication, disk, p- personal planning, your mindset. Um, you know, all those sorts of modules you can imagine, social media. And I developed that into a series of, you know, PowerPoints that I would then meet and we would go through and have a conversation about. And essentially what we've done is we've created all those and turned them into, into modules that are recorded for our interns. So they get all those right up front in a bunch of handouts, but that's, that's great. And that's one style of learning and it allows them to go back and listen a number of times, but it doesn't replace face-to-face. And this a, is,
0: these a, are videos that they can watch?
1: A recorded hmm. webinar.
0: Wow. And then uh, d- d- does it come with like activities? Today you must call this many people.
1: No. Uh, do no, this. Those are purely informational. What happens ne- then in the next phase of it more is the personal side of it. So every Monday by 10 a.m., everything's by 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Monday, they have to send me their weekly schedule. So I teach a lot on planning and how to work with their time and goals. So they send me their schedule by email and we do a bit of email coaching back and forth so I can give them some rah-rah, give them some encouragement where they're doing well and help them tweak it to make it stronger and it's great to watch those schedules improve every week. Tuesday and Friday at 10 a.m. they meet with my training manager to go through one of the modules. Wednesday, we have an intern-only huddle. So it's a special huddle only for people who are in training. Um, So they might be at a boot camp, but still considered an intern, and they come to that huddle with Sabrina. And it's really just a question of what's going on, everybody? What can we learn from each other? And then Thursday is our team huddle, also at 10. So every day of the week, they have some structure. And then we also give them a list of things that we think they should be doing every week. So yes, we do give them homework from the modules in class when we're going through it. For sure, for sure. And so that's what I want to see on their schedules. I want to see when they're out seeing properties. I want to see what they're doing in terms of their networking. I want to see when they plan to spend time digging into the stats and understanding the market. So wow. those are the things that I'm looking for in their in their actual schedule. Amazing. And what, we, what we found, the big thing, is a lot of people come into real estate without having ever managed their own schedule in the same way. They've had to show up at a certain time in a certain place. And this easing in at the structure... People tell us they really appreciate. Once they're done boot camp, they still send me their schedule every Monday for two more months to kind of just you know ease them off on their own. And um, I'm available anytime they want to sit down and talk about their schedule and how to be more productive.
0: Wow, that's neat. That's neat. So, so would you say like of the 165 deals, how many of those were from your agents bringing them in through their own assertive actions? versus how many of them were leads that you generated as the rainmaker? Do
1: you know, I would say when they first start out, that they start out about 50-50. Um, one of the best things and one of the toughest things, I call it tough love because it's hard. I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm a real warm, fuzzy person. I'm a huggy person and I love to see people succeed. So tough love is hard for me uh, to, to enforce. But I tell you, one of the best things that I've ever done in terms of tough love is saying to our new interns, you don't get any leads until you've made two deals happen from your own sphere wow I, i'll help you do that i will stand in my head to teach you how to do that we will be right there beside you i'll come to appointments but you've got to generate it because
0: and that doesn't matter if they're a new agent or an experienced no, agent
1: no. and they're mainly new and we we polled a few of them a few weeks ago and said how was that for you are we being too tough on you be honest and they said it was really tough and thank you one of them actually said to i us, think
0: it's great i think it's yeah. i think it's uh, brilliant because you know, you're not, you're not giving your valuable leads to, to someone who's going to screw them up, number one, and you're, you're starting them out learning how to fend for themselves.
1: Yeah, how to fish and also the value of a lead because honestly, a new realtor doesn't, doesn't understand the value of the lead if they haven't had to find them themselves. How could they know that, right? Right, right. That? and what we're seeing then is they're taking off faster their referrals are coming in their sphere it's forcing them to get their sphere engaged so yeah they're finding it tough and and honestly they're saying thank you
0: right and yeah you know what another thing is you're you're 100% right on that and that you know, if you're giving them leads from day one, they could be like getting around to building that sphere list or to contacting that sphere list for six, nine, 12 months. But if you're like, hey, you don't get it and you don't get a lead until you get it together and sell two, then they're building that thing the first day.
1: They really are. Matter of fact, they're building it before they before they arrive because they know we often have two, three, four months lead time before someone's coming and that we get them building their list and they're working on it well before they even arrive.
0: And then they're calling it, I guess, during boot camp too, huh?
1: They're calling it and you know, but honestly they're doing lots of networking. We do a lot, a lot of networking, lots of just, you know, connecting with our sphere, staying in touch, looking for ways to be a helper that's not necessarily real estate related, Um, how can we send business to, you know, a business that we like? How can we connect to other professionals? Be that connector, um, be that person that is a resource that's just, hey, you know, I'm going to call Pat. He always knows who I should call for such and such, you know, or um, hey, yeah, thanks, Pat, for sending me that business referral, right? Not asking for a business, but trying to say, how can we help you and um, building those long-term relationships?
0: Wow, I like that. I like that. So, what would you say your favorite script is now for whether it's a, on a listing appointment or a buyer appointment?
1: You know, if it's on the buyer side, I got to tell you, this, you know, it's funny when you go on appointments and you hear something come out of your mouth and you sort of see the look on someone's face and you can tell what, that that went in and that made sense. And I used to not be a fan of scripts till I realized all it is is a way to help people understand easier. And once I've said it in a way that they understand easier, why would I not want to help someone understand it easier the next time? So for me, one of the best scripts ever working with buyers when they're nervous to write that offer, especially first-time buyers, is simply, is it the property or is it the process?
0: Wait a minute. Is it the property? I don't get that. Is it the property or is it the process?
1: And that's often what they say. They'll say, what do you mean? And, and I'm, that's what I'm sort of looking for. Say, well, you know, you know Pat... If this isn't the house for you, you know, if I've missed something, it looks to me like you said you want the three-bedroom bungalow and you want the double garage, you want it walking distance to work, and you wanted public transit nearby and some nice trails for your biking and your running, and you want this price range and you want to be able to do a little bit of work to put in some sweat equity. We've kind of got that all checked off here. But maybe there's something I'm missing. So if there's something not quite right with the property, then let me know for sure and we'll just, you know, we'll just tweak our goals and we'll we'll get started in a fresh direction. But if it's the process you're nervous about, meaning, you know, you got to write the offer and a big fat deposit check and meet with a lawyer and get an inspector and it is scary. If it's the process that's making you nervous, it's not going to be any easier next time. And if we've got the right property, why don't we just move right ahead with our same property? Because it's not going to be any easier next time. And, and how
0: many houses do you have to show before you hit them with this? Is it the process or the property script?
1: You know, it's, it's only when it is the right property for them. O-
0: only like, like if you showed eight of them and you know, you're like, this, this meets all, everything on the checklist and they still can't decide. Then you hit them with this?
1: If I you know, again, if it's, a, I'll, I'll do a little more probing first. I mean, usually it's a question of them saying, well, we love it. We love it. But, oh my gosh, I don't know. Have we seen enough properties? Oh, we just do love it. But, oh, it's a lot of money. If they're basically saying to me, this is the house we want, right? Um, but I see this nervousness. Then what I want to do is help them see that the nervousness isn't about the house they're choosing. It's about the process of buying a house.
0: That's, that's good. I like that. I like that.
1: I yeah, like that. that. That has probably brought more transactions together for clients of mine than than anything else. Honestly, it's as simple as can be. But you know, you're not going to feel any less nervous, and especially if you like the next house less. Now you're going to still be nervous about the process, and it's not going to be a great as great a house.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, well, how do you win listings?
1: Do You know, um, a lot of it is telling stories. You know, we, we teach, you know, we teach our realtors, you know, sort of here's the steps we go through, et cetera. But a lot of it is about selling our value. And a lot of it now has to do with the intangibles, you know, sellers are, aren't any different. They used to want to see flyers. Now they want to see websites and they want to see where it's going to be advertised. And I always say to people, you know, at the end of the day, that's all really good. And we're going to, we're very good at spreading the word about your property. Don't worry about that. But here's the thing, you know, we can do everything, including put a Goodyear blimp over your house. But the question is, what happens at the moment of truth? And they always ask me, what do you mean by? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Again, I'm confused. What? Yeah. <laughs> moment of
1: truth is when the phone rings or when that email comes in or when someone's on live chat on the website. We do everything we can to have that client, that potential client reach out to us. But what happens when they do? Yeah. That's the moment of truth. And I'd like to share with you a little bit about what we do that's different at the moment of truth.
0: Oh, do tell.
1: So I'll start out by saying, well, for starters, you know, I don't know if you're like me, but I really like to talk to a person whenever possible. I hate voice jail. Um, you know, I want to be speaking with someone who can do something boy, about boy, wait a minute, wait
0: a minute. voice jail.
1: Yeah. Voice jail.
0: What's vo- voice? Oh, instead of voicemail. You're full of them. Wow. Voice <laughs> jail. That's great. Okay. Keep going. Sorry.
1: Maybe it's a Canadian thing. I don't know, Pat, <laughs> but, um, you know, so bottom line is at the end of the day, realtors are busy and buyers are busy. And when, when they call our office, I don't want them to be put into, into voice jail. So as far as I know, Pat, you know, we're, we're not a large company. We're a boutique-style brokers. But we have, as far as I know, the longest office hours of any office in Edmonton. We are open 9 to 9 Monday through Friday. We're open 9 to 5 Saturday, Sunday. We close two days, Christmas and New Year's. Unless we've got staff illness, then we can't staff it or something. But seriously, we close two days a year. Because realtors know they can call our office at 8.30 at night. And this is a big way to win a seller over. We can have someone call our office at 830 at night when their out-of-town buyer has switched gears on them and says they want to see condos tomorrow, not single family. They're going to see 20 listings pull up when they do a search. One of them's a Schmidt listing. And they're going to think to themselves, hey, their office is still open. I can call one of their staff. Their staff's going to get that showing confirmed for me. And at least I'm going to know where I'm going to start out tomorrow at 9 a.m.
0: That's cool. That's very good.
1: And similarly, in terms of, you know, when a buyer calls in, what's the the process? We have a process where we know, you know, what realtors are are available to take a buyer lead and we have a process where basically we we send a, you know, quick text out to that first realtor and if they don't get back to us within two minutes, it goes to the next realtor. So boom, 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 our staff is trained to get that buyer lead handled fast and then we know it's come in and we know it's handled. That's, that's, and that's the moment of truth.
0: The moment of truth. Yeah, yeah. I like that. So, such great statements. So, um, Kathy, I love talking to people that have you know been in the business several decades like yourself. They've, they've got so many war stories. What would you say okay. the best failure that you've had in business oh. is and what'd you learn from it? How'd you come out from under it?
1: Well, how long do you have? I mean, the longer you're in business, the more failure stories you have, so yes, the, more, the more education. I, I've, I've taught myself a lot. I'll tell you, my my uh, my biggest marketing flop was a big, big, expensive billboard that, you know, uh, someone phoned me up and said you can have a bit of a deal, but not much of a deal. And I didn't spend time really thinking about what my message was going to be. And I will tell you, Pat, I drove out of my way for a month to avoid driving past that thing. It upset me so much. Ah, Why?
0: What, what, What do you mean?
1: Because it was just a waste of money. Because it wasn't a well thought out package. It was. Well, key- was it just
0: your photo and, and your no, name?
1: No, the, the logo and and you know I don't even remember what was on it. Honestly, it was just not a well thought out marketing message. There was nothing that I felt proud about of it. It was just, you know, here we are. And I thought, yeah, we just look like everybody else. And I spent thousands of dollars to do that. You know,
0: I made the same mistake too. I, I can remember at one point, I think I, I had two billboards. that were 2,500 bucks a month each. So I was spending five yeah. Gs, which is 60 grand a year. Yeah. At the time, you know, this was like 2004 or something. At the yeah. time, you know, um, it, it was a drop in the bucket. But at the end of the day, I remember oh, after a year spending 60 grand, I tracked one sale to it.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's something to be said just for visibility. I I understand that for sure. But yeah, no, that was a like I say, seriously. I drove around. I drove a lot of extra miles to point.
0: Maybe in a small town, you know, if it's like one of five billboards in the, in the town, but if you're in a busy metroplex, it's not. It's probably not prudent.
1: No, and 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 you know, and other mistakes. I would say probably honestly is not um, having some of those tough conversations as soon as I should have. And I've really learned that. Um, Having a tough conversation today really will prevent having a tougher one down the line. Now,
0: is that with sellers, buyers, or with your team members or all of those?
1: Um, I I would say I find it harder to do with my own team members in many respects. I I just love and adore these people. And, you know, it, it it is challenging. We've had a couple times where, you know, we've had people that weren't the right fit. And we don't hire, you know, only, we only hire great people, but it doesn't necessarily mean everybody is well suited to their role in admin or their role as a realtor. And sitting down and just having that tough conversation is something I now have learned to do sooner, for sure. And you can do it with compassion and respect and honesty, um, and it doesn't have to be, you know, anything that's diminishing to anybody. But definitely to just, you know, call a spade a spade, and you're not really helping anybody by delaying that.
0: Mm. Wow. And now are you of the belief of when is the best time to fire somebody and the answer being the first time you think about it?
1: You know, I wouldn't say for myself the first time I think about it, honestly, because that can be an emotional reaction, you know, um, and uh, I don't I want to react out of emotion. But certainly if that thought's crossing my mind, um, I'm a big believer in, in journaling. I spend an hour in my den most mornings. I've got a really Um, A morning ritual that means a lot to me. And I start by asking myself some questions. So if I was thinking that I'd be thinking, well, what's going on? You know, what have I done to help the situation? How might I be contributing to it? Um, What options are there to improve it? Um, What do I know? And what am I just guessing is going on? So, you know, I would do some more thinking about it for sure, but I would then be sitting down and having a conversation with that individual. I'd just be thinking about what the discussion is beforehand. It's not necessarily going to be this isn't working, you're out the door. Um, I don't really operate that way. I really do believe that everybody deserves a second chance. I've been given lots of them. And I also, the older I get, Pat, the more I see. that I also very likely have a part to play in it that I'm not seeing. And, I remember, you know, we, you and I both love Howard, Howard Branton. And what did he always say? Get out of judgment and get back in curiosity. Yes. So I really try and live by that, especially in those situations, because I have learned that very often there's something that I could be doing better to help the situation, or maybe I'm somehow contributing to something that I'm not aware of that's that's not
0: ideal. Right. It's like the old adage, you know, when you point one finger at somebody, there's there's three <laughs> or four pointing back at you, right? All right.
1: Yeah. Ain't that the truth?
0: Yeah, that's great. Well, well, listen, Kathy, let's, let's wrap this up with our flagship question. And that is this. Let's say that I took you and I put you on a island. And on that island, uh, we're going to play like a game like Survivor, where we have 10 real estate agents, There's a lot of commerce, people are buying and selling things, but all 10 real estate agents are brand new on the island, they know no one, and they all get $500, a cell phone and a laptop. The agent that sells the most houses stays, the agent that sells the least gets thrown off week by week until there's only one agent left. How is Kathy going to beat out these nine other agents?
1: Well, I'm probably not going to be spending a lot of that money on marketing. I'm probably going to be spending it more on buying a lot of of individual cups of coffee and making a lot of strong relationships. I'm going to really focus on building my network, especially with other business owners. Like we said earlier, I'm going to be looking for ways to help them and connecting them with people that um, they can do business with and who want to do business with them. I'd be really digging in and learning about the market like crazy. And I would be then creating... Um, information that is of real value to business owners and consumers and getting it out there and positioning myself as the expert. Um, Not fluff. I'd be going for the the story behind the the stats is what I call it. And uh, definitely making sure that I was seen as that trusted advisor, listening, listening, listening for every opportunity and following up like a dog with a bone on anything that I heard. Um, my clients, you know, years ago would know that, you know, anything that was happening in their life, if they said, well, we might be maybe someday in the next two years moving, they'd be hearing from me regularly, you know, so you just you just stay in touch, stay in touch, stay in touch. But the bottom line is, I'd be getting to know that market inside out, so that I have something of value to say, and something of value to share, and actually be able to be helping people with that information. Uh, again, not just fluff, uh, in terms of, you know, come and Come and, you know, I'm a great realtor. Come and join me. Um, that's not really what people want. People need the real data and they need to know that you actually have credibility. So I'd be building relationships like crazy. I'd probably spend most of that $500 buying, buying coffee for a lot of business owners and building up my network.
0: You'd just be calling the plumber, the accountant, the, the, the TV repair man and the, the lawyer and just saying, Hey, I'm new in town. Could you, could, would you have coffee with me? I have some questions for you.
1: Yeah. And, and beyond that, I'd go to business owners outside of that. I think, you know, I think we as realtors tend to think about that, that group that's related to housing, um, but we are all related to housing. We all live somewhere and and every business owner is interested in real estate because what's happening in the real estate market affects business i mean we you know we live a few hours south of the of the oil sands here so believe me there's been a lot of talk about uh, the price of oil and every business owner in Edmonton has an opinion and a uh, story about how that has affected them and they're all wanting to know what's happening in real estate because they look at the real at real estate prices and activity of so like the canary in the mine shaft, it tells us what's happening in the overall economy. So I'd be going to businesses that are completely unrelated to real estate and just saying, hey, you know, I just want to get to know your business. I'm new to the community. Tell me what you do. Um, I'm just really looking to, you know, get acquainted with other business owners and understand the, the local economy and the business community here. And if there's anybody that I can send your you know, to help you with your business, I'd um, uh, certainly be doing that.
0: That's great. I love it. I love it. And uh, and, and, and again, it's kind of like, like you know, it's not about what you, really what you say or what you ask. It's just that 10 minutes of you yeah. getting to know them and then just keep your ears perked for any sort of lead of someone who's going to buy or sell, including that person you're talking to, and just being sharp enough to remember it and to be, like you said, have it be like a bone and you're a dog and you're just going to get that bone no matter what. I love that.
1: You know, and just listening for change, right? Larry Kendall always talks about that. Listening for change, listen for pain and pleasure. And, you know, again, I know with our new realtors, they'll often initially be thinking it's going to be their friends and family who are going to be, you know, their first clients. And I always suggest them look one ring out. Look one ring out to, you know, to the friends of your friends and family, to the acquaintances of your family. Those are the people that are going to hear about you that, you know, that's one ring out. They might be more comfortable to do business with you than your immediate friends and family are. Right. So it's that one ring out of who we Mm. traditionally think of, you know, the lenders and lawyers and and uh, home renovators. Think one ring out beyond that and think, you know, who else do we all interact with? We're all in business and we all live in a house and we all know people who live in houses and we all want to see each other's businesses prosper. So think more like a business owner and less like a realtor.
0: Yeah, I love that one ring out, which is really two rings from yourself very good very good well listen Kathy this has been awesome I really appreciate you coming on the show I know you're busy I love how you talk about team ridge and voice jail and all that good stuff so uh, it's definitely been a memorable interview and I hope if I'm out your way in Canada we can uh, get together and have one of those cups of coffee that you're so famous for
1: (laughs) that sounds great Pat I'd love that have a good one take care
0: Well, I hope you have enjoyed this session of Real Estate Rockstars. I'm Pat Hyben, and I appreciate you spending time tuning in for some rock solid advice. I encourage you to take action on something that you have connected with. These insights, along with goal setting, will help carry you to achieving your destiny. Visit hybendigital.com for resources, how to's, ebooks, and so much more. Also, reach out to us on Twitter. My handle is at Pat Hyben. And don't forget Rockstar Nation, keep rocking. And now a word from our sponsor, Rebus University. Get a free video of rapport building and touching during the listing presentation. Yes? The right way to touch and the wrong way to touch. Discover how eight top agents from around the world get sellers to instantly like them while eliminating the competition. Go to hybendigital.com backslash rebus. That's hybindigital.com backslash rebus r-e-b U S This podcast is a part of the C Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.